Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents The Fall of the First Sword, Chapter 4 The Occult Assault. Greetings, mortals. For you are all mortals in the eyes of the immortal beings. I bid you welcome to Dice and Suffering, aka I'm in charge, bitches. It's Blades in the Dark. It is chapter one. This is heist four of the official beginnings. We did our prologue, it was all cute, everyone was happy, no one got possessed by demons, you know, normal days. And now you're plotting an assassination over 40 days worth of time, so, you know. No issues there. Before I go into brief kind of explanation of what the fuck's going on and where the fuck you are, we're gonna do the usual of who are you, how did you get here, why are you under my sink, Alex? Hi, my name is Alex and I just got out of Caitlin's sink to do this episode. Yes, I am playing Riley Sterling the Lark. Yes, they all keep living under my sink, which makes it really confusing when you hear a noise at like two in the morning, because I assume it's my cats, but it might be these lot. I just recorded Marvel's Sink Sink Wars. And the other person who's here today, because we do these in pairs. Matthew. Indeed, indeed. I am the late marshal today. The best whisper in the whole of Asalus. No, I don't kidnap spirit and put in bottles for fun. What are you talking about? Go away. Yes. Obi was very glad to be free of you. As was I, by the end of it. Well, he didn't want to go with you and you caught him anyway because you're a bastard. Well, he might be useful. He wasn't. Turned out that way, definitely. Anyways, as of this point, this is Heist 4. Heist 3 with Mariella and Crowley will have happened the day before in terms of canon order, so you have two bits of downtime to use. So, as always, you can heal harm, you can reduce stress, you can work on long-term or short-term projects, acquire an asset, do research, whatever you would like. And I will make you roll things for it. So, as a reminder of what you have going currently, Blake, you still have two pieces left on a six-piece clock to research Argaz. Mm-hmm. And the group has an eight-piece clock on the cursed sword that Blake and Mariella picked up at an auction in Heist 1. This happened whilst you were at the admin office, Riley. Sounds like fun. Curse swords and all. Well... Maybe that could be my sword one day. It could be. It is a very special sword. I'm slightly terrified about what happened at the admin office. I've heard nothing about it. Well, they made a friend! I've heard nothing about this at all, so... This is going to be fun. Yes, so... 
Blake. Right. Downtime action number one. What do you want? Um, I want to. I want to de-stress. So roll a die equal to your lowest attribute. Okay, which is one? Uh, I assume because uh, one in prowess, that'd be one die. Yep. Okay, five. How much stress do you have currently? Three. <laughs> and you've overindulged. Okay, this is the first. That's the first one. <laughs> You're just oh. doing it to tell people the mechanics of the game. Clear. <laughs> Um, well, that, well, of course that's the reason why absolutely why. That's why. Ask no further questions. <laughs> no further questions, your witness. Alright. I will get the official description up because my life is... Overindulging. Right. You do clear all your stress. Okay, yeah, that's good. So that's, you know, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. But overindulgence. If your vice clears more stress than you have, you overindulge. A vice is not a reliable, controllable habit. It is a risk. One mm-hmm. that will cause you to act against the best interests. You make a bad call. Select an overindulgence from this list. Or I select. Haha. <laughs> okay. So we can attract trouble. Brag, get lost, or you get cut off. Your vice is weird, isn't it? Yeah, weird, like the cult sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, so they can't really cut you off, so I'll ignore that. I'm not going to have you get lost, because I haven't had you make, like, secondary characters yet, so... Okay. Yet. Okay, Okay. so we, um... Brag or attract trouble? Hmm... But I think the two the bragging is probably the one I favour most, but I get much say no matter here, I think. Yeah. Alex, roll a d6, tell me if it is odd or even. Oh no. Let's pick... Let's pick the red one with Prince to roll the worst. They rolled a two. Okay, so you brag about your exploits. Unfortunately, when you're... We'll say you're attending a seance or something. Yeah. And as, like, you close the connection with the spirit and everything, you do casually... You get into a conversation with a few others who are there, and you may or may not start bragging about some of the spirits you've captured. And you happen to mention Obi. And where you found him. Which, to anyone who has any form of intelligence, means they're well aware that you were somehow involved with a big meeting on the smokescreen. So the crew is going to take plus two heat. Which, you know, is very funny since you guys took plus two heat the other time and then another lot of you put... took it down two heat and I was going back up to again. Is that why I... It is where I have to give me evil right now. <laughs> no, I'm the one who gave it plus two stress last time. Oh. Yes. And then Crowley and Mariella fixed it. 
And now we're back to this, so. You lot are nothing if not consistent. Plus two heat from lake fragging. There we go. So you have no stress now, which is nice, but, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, what would you like to do? You can immediately then go and try and reduce that heat. Um, or you can work on a project or anything like that. I'm actually wanting to start a new project. What would you like? Well, I've been, well, Blake's been doing a lot of thinking recently, which is never a good start. That is life choices, yes. Yeah, but um, when he when he was when he was partnered up with Crowley to um, try and sort out um, the stuff around uh, Red Low in the first place, and it really didn't go. He really lucked out when it came to not getting shanked, basically by by um, yeah, by, by Trent. Um, so what he wants to do is. Set up a Poco lottery. With the funds going back to the gang? Or... Yes. Okay. That way, that way it's additional legit business, but it's also a way to get into someone's house if we need to. It's it's twofold. I'm aware it's gonna take time. So yeah, I'm prepared so... for it to be a bigger clock. But I think this could be quite a good thing long term for later down the line. I'm going to put it as a 10-piece clock. That sounds fair. That anyone can work on. Mainly because it, it, it does involve setting up an entire thing that covers every registered living quarters across the city of Asalis. Be fair. I have gone from, from, from head in hand to sort of like, oh, actually, too bad I did. <laughs> it's a good additional source of income, especially because drugs can be a bit of an up and down. Mm-hmm. How do you want to start it out? Uh, I think... I think that what I would have... Because I, I can't... I maybe would have like gone out... I maybe had some leaflets made at university sort of thing, just like putting out feelers for like the interest in it sort of thing. So like sign up if you want to take part sort of thing and we will uh, and we will enter you into, into prize draws, etc. In, in the, around the, the university campus to begin with. Then we'll spread out later on. Okay, consort sway or command, please. Um, absolutely consort, I think. I thought you were about to say absolutely not. <laughs> like, absolutely, absolutely consort. Okay, it's a six. Okay, that's a good way to start. Indeed. So, how many? How many dice do you have in Consort? I have one in Consort, yes. Okay, so that's a regular six. Yeah. Critical success. That's still three pieces. That's good. Yes. You get a remarkable amount of people willing to sign up for your postcode lottery. Very lovely. Mostly in like the middle class area. You haven't mm. got many from like... You haven't got many from Crossfoot or anything, because to them this sounds like a classic scam that they're like, bitch, go on. Mm. And the high class are like, oh, like I need money from the poor. Oh. 
But the middle class is where the money is where the uh, the risky money is anyway. So first. Yep. So. Do do do. Riley. What do you want? Um. So I want to do two things. I want to put into this clock because <laughs> it's a good idea. Yep. And I want to do some training. Okay, training mark one of the little things on your sheet. Cue a two-hour montage of Riley running up and down a hill or something, carrying heavy weights. This is a straight-up workout montage with the yep. music and everything from the 80s. Riley's in neon workout gear for some reason, no one's sure. That's definitely carcinogenic. Neon oh. pinks and yellows. Yes. Well. Okay, so how do you want to contribute to the postcode lottery? If you want to, you've got, you've got a lot of clocks in place, Alex. So we need... I'll do what I do best. We're going to need... We're going to need, like, um, little um, cardboard cutout cards to put the information on it, aren't we? And, like, put numbers on. So I guess I'm probably going to go steal steal some of them to make us a little more legit. Okay. Uh, I'll say this can be a prowl roll. Two dots in prowl. I'm going to say you can have a third die because you do have Jonathan who works at the admin office who will have a bunch of these spare. That's why you make friends, kids. Two sixes and a one. That is a correct success. Nice. So that's five ticks on the clock already. Fucking hell. It's another... F Cool, we're at 8 out of 10 already, and it's been two people. And meanwhile, the setup front one took like five sessions. The 8 out of 10 bits. I've done. got it written down. Lovely. No, it's more a case of being like, wow. <laughs> it's gonna be better in no time. <laughs> the postcode lottery and hookers. You've got drugs, postcode lottery, and hookers. That's. I What the business we are. I mean, haven't even got a name for our group yet. <laughs> you have a name for the front, but you haven't named the gang. The closest we've had thus far is a royal flush. Which was um, Crowley making a joke about Mariella being called the Red Queen. I do like that. Red, 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 yeah, hot flush. No, no, no leave that alone. <laughs> leave that alone. <laughs> Mariella will kill me. <laughs> right. I am going to roll a couple of things in the background. Don't you worry about it. Oh no. Oh no. That means worry about it. Worry intently about it. Okay. Well, for a bit of context, factions and NPCs will roll stuff as well during downtime. So, NPC groups there you've befriended or pissed off or whatever I will also roll stuff because they have long term things going like plotting your murder or 
retrieving something you've stolen or whatever. So sounds like a problem for later us. Yes, that's that should be the title of this entire fucking show. Blades, that sounds like a problem for us later. I have a problem for future us. Dice and suffering, a problem for future us. Well, out in your final session of the final season, we exit the building and there's just the entire town of people and we're like, that's a problem for later us. Just shut the door on them. You will get yeah. murdered. The end. I'd like to point out that that's mainly um, Chad that says that, not me. But... <laughs> But I'm guilty by my association. It's going to quietly scream about the fact that you will about priorities if you don't mind me. Okay, so for a bit of reference point. Weeks. There are five days in a week in Asans. And there are four weeks in a month, so 20 days to a month. You've been given 40 days, so two months, to plot and actually assassinate Mylora, the leader of the Red Sashes. In return, you basically get the favoured position of the Lampblacks, a whole bunch of financial support, security, protection, whole bank. Obviously, you can't get you can't get caught, and you can't release the information that you are involved in this, unless you directly want to go to Myla and be like, "Hey, there's an assassination plot, lol." But you've kind of agreed as a group that at the end of each week, you'll kind of have a brief chat just to catch each other up on where you are, and. Currently, at this point, it's the end of the first week. So it's been five days, surprisingly. And you're like, wow, a lot has happened in that period of time. It's almost like these sessions are sporadically spread across several months and you never know what's happening at each point in time. But because you're... Crowley was in and asleep on the sofa when you were last there, Riley. Mariella was out collecting pimps, you're not sure. You assume she was putting more hookers in her handbag, you don't know. And then she's gonna lead for him. She has a she whistle, it's like a dog whistle, and they all come running. But you agreed to go grab Blake and come back for the meeting. So you are currently in... in the second lecture hall at the university for the Department of Occult Studies, which is where Blake works. And Blake is in the middle of giving his lecture. I don't know which topics you lecture on, Blake. Um, currently, I'm currently giving a lecture on um, on why you shouldn't teach um, Ouija board to children. <laughs> yeah, several, occult- several children have mysteriously been murdered by an angry Ouija board recently. Yes. Yes, we won't go into why um, or how they came to be an Ouija board, but yes, it, yeah, that did happen. So I'm teaching. Ignore the writing on the back that says "Property of Blake Marshall." <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah. So uh, I'm giving lecture. I'm giving a lecture on uh, 
the pros and cons of the yes yes board. Trademark warning. You're also there to kind of make sure Blake remembers to bring the important documents and things back with him. Because the university is a great library and the occult department especially has access to a whole bunch of artifacts and papers and spirit bottles and things that are kept locked away because obviously. But the academic staff can access them for research. So it's been a good point to be able to go in and be like, yes, this is so all your work on Argaz has been done here. And your inquiries into the sword have been happening here. In fact, I don't know why, but your the currently the sword is here. You've kind of hidden it in a secondary secret compartment in your desk in your office. Because you're not an idiot. No. Not a complete idiot, anyway. Yeah, so Riley's kind of awkwardly sat at the back of the lecture hall waiting for Blake to be done. <laughs> Move the app on the desk, right in the back. Right in the back. Picking nails with a knife. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so the lecture's drawing to a close. <clears throat> Any final words, Blake? Um, <clears throat> so to conclude, if you do end up with a Ouija board in your possession, make sure you do not let your children anywhere near it because you do not want to be contacting them for a Ouija board in return. Um, feature reading, by the way, uh, read chapters 15 through 19 um, and we'll catch up next week. Thank you. You're dismissed. There's kind of a mumbling as there's about 30 people in this room. Like, this is more a tutorial than a lecture. Which in context means tutorials are for smaller groups. Lectures are the whole year, really. So they're kind of muttering it out. A couple of them do walk up to you, including who you know as Perkins, Blake. Like, there's a few people who come up with clear questions about gradings on previous work or about, you know, the actual content. You have a queue of about four people waiting okay. to talk to you, and several of them kind of look over their shoulders at Riley, who's just being ominous in the corner with a knife. As one, as one of them passes, looking awkwardly, I would just say, oh, I'm just here to make sure my uncle takes his um, stability medication. It's point down to play. One of them hands like a handful of coins over to the other, going, I knew it! That is going to cause that is going to cause quite the rumours rather than shooting. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, so, is, is Perkins at the front of the queue? Well, you deal with the first two who are just asking, asking for a delayed submission date because of some deaths in their family. Amusingly, like their younger siblings have been killed by a Ouija board. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, of course. Of course. No problem at all. You can have, you can have it in a week or so. No problem at all. Come see me if you need extra help. They kind of skitter off. The next one's there just to inform you that the uh, they kind of pause and they're like, uh, "How do I word?" And they go, "Oh yeah, the um, 
The secretary in the front office said that your delivery was here. Delivery? Yeah, a bunch of backdated research stuff that you'd requested a while ago that had come out of the archives. Okay, thank you very much. And then there's Perkins. Yeah, Perkins. Professor, I wanted I wanted to ask why I got an F on this last paper. Perkins, you could do better than this. You've done much better than this in the past. I know, but normally you give me some form of constructive criticism. All I've got on this one is an F and a blood stain. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm probably about that. I, I, I was not well about that. I do apologize about that. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Make a few make a few grammatical changes um, to the first three pages. You probably can see where they are. And if you can't, then you know maybe we need to talk about you being in the right level for this class. And then you can resubmit, and I will give you a fair try. Again, I'll give you a week. I hand it back to him. Kind of takes it, looks at it, sees the fact that it is only three pages long. And it's just like, hmm. Sure, sir. And skitters off. <sighs> I sigh and wait for everyone to have left the room. I'm guessing even apart from Riley days. Pretty much. Okay. There's a few people trickling in for the next class. Okay. And like you know, you know that like the the class that follows you isn't on the occult, as it were. It's kind of it's one of the finance classes that they use the occult studies rooms for. Yeah. Okay. I uh, wave to Riley to say um, he's going sort of thing. Okay, I'll head down. Yeah, I'll um, hop off the desk, just dust off because I probably left some stones on desk or whatever from the boots. <laughs> you want to see me, Professor? Yes, we're, we're, we're all done here, uh, Pepper. Let's go. I'll just give him an overly hard slap on the back as uh, I turn around and get us going. Right then, let's go. Okay, uh, GM, did you mean the desk in this room or in my office? In your office. Good, thank goodness for that. I put my papers back in my in my suitcase. In my uh oh, leather leather suitcase for that but um and um briefcase? And, yeah, I couldn't think of the right word for this. Yeah. And um begin to have room for but I you need to go by the front office, my uh some of the uh, research I ordered has arrived. Leave the way then. Okay, I will uh, head out the door, uh, no, making my way past the people coming in. Okay, you get up to, you kind of circle around. Your office is up a couple of floors because mm. why not? Uh, you kind of wander up. It's, I mean, it's fairly quiet. It's, it's the last day of the week, so 
not all students will actually turn up to their lectures on this day because they have plans. Or they got really drunk the night before, either or. Hmm. There's a few faculty staff lingering around. You kind of give a nod to your janitor friend who you recognize across the way. But you know. Get to your office. It's your office. There's a whole. For Riley's case, there's. It's a fairly small room. Big oak and. Big, like, dark oak desk. Fairly simple chair that does have spinny wheels on it. So we can spin around dramatically. Bookshelves. So many fucking bookshelves. All covered in papers and old, like, bound leather books. There's unmarked essays across one half of the desk. There's red pens and stamps all over another. There's several locked drawers. This place could really use with a dust and a hoover. There's a very worn carpet in the floor that has a lot of coffee stains on it. And a kind of skinny window. Any, like, any, like, clear bottles of alcohol with more with more than one glass that you'd normally see in, like, a professor's office? Not at the moment. No, right. I'll you might have drunk it all. Damn it, Blake. <laughs> I'll find a way to sit down while he does his thing. Yeah, you kind of perch on, like, the window ledge. It's one of those skinny ones that you'd find in, like, like castle towers, like castle turrets. They'd probably traditionally be used to fire arrows out of, but you know. Riley's part rake anyway, so I can fit in there. Alright, Blake, you've got... you going to get the sword? Uh, yeah, um, I'll make sure the door is closed and locked. Uh, before I, uh, I've learned, um, and then head over to my desk and uh, open the secret compartment within the secret compartment of my desk and pull the sword out. And I hand it to Riley. You keep hold of this. Okay. You Riley, are. Yeah, you get a gorgeous sword. This is like. It's. The blade itself has like red ripples going through the metal and it almost seems alive in kind of the energy coming off it that even you can feel like this thing is full of fucking ghosts you're better with blades so you keep hold of it okay i also say this 100 is elite. Do not let it out of your fucking sight. Uh, GM, did I know that um, who, did I know that it was that group last time bidding on the sword or not? You knew exactly who was bidding on the sword last time. Okay. One of the dimmers was bidding on this last time. How do you spell that? Dimmer sister. D-I-M-M-E-R. Same group as the creepy lady you and Mariella met on the bridge. When you burned a hole through your pocket. And skin. They... They... 
were after it, as were several of the spirit wardens. It, really, it, it has a value then. It has value, but it also means it's top of of the Demetrius's most wanted lists. So do not allow your compartments. Yeah, no, yeah, on you. I mean, these pockets are pretty deep. Blake looks. Blake be fine. Be fine. Down. I can cover it up. Make it. I can cover it up. Can I put put in most of it I can in my bag? Can I use any of me gearing stuff to like cover it up, make it look like it's not a sword dangling out of the bag? Because my bag's not big enough for a sword. So, as a group of hawkers, one of the upgrades I gave you was the hawker's rigging, which allows you to conceal one carried item. So I'm going to say that when we kick into the score, if you're still holding the sword at that point, you will. that's what you're using that for. So you're not going to be able to conceal carry anything else. But you've at least got that. They're not going to find it unless they search you. I will double check. Um, I'll take some of the research with me um, because it could be quite useful. Um, apart from that, then I'll head to the front. Nothing. Now say to what? Right. Right. Let's head to the front office. Get what we need there, and then get back to the office. Sure thing. Cool. Oh, I'll lock the door and leave. That is fine. That's scary when you say it like that. You get downstairs, kind of circle all the way down, and you pass through the quad. And you get into the front building. Like, the occult department is four buildings in, like, a square connected to each other with a quad in the centre. Just a grass. Or, like, half... Mostly dead grass. <laughs> Come on, it's a south. But, like, the lecture halls are on the left and right buildings. The front office and admin and all of that stuff. So the front one and the back one is like specifically for research so it's got the professor's chambers it's got the library it's got the vault it's got all of that in the back one you get into the front one there's a slight queue at the reception desk the receptionist today is a fairly chipper older lady who you know as margaret like and another professor finishes having the conversation. You can see there's a few, like, few other people just waiting, all sat in chairs. Like, they're probably waiting for a professor to come out and to get them for whatever's going on. Mug kind of looks up when she sees you two and is like, Oh, Blake, uh, are you here to get your delivery? I, I am, yes, yes. Right, uh... Yes, well, good thing you have the muscle. Yeah. Um, boy, you can count on Pepper here. I will jab him in the ribs. It's just subtly, so she doesn't see it. As he says that name again, I'll just jab him in yeah. the ribs. Okay, count out, okay. Professor. That's no way to treat your friend. It's an affectionate nickname. I think. Cheeky bugger. But no. She digs out like three different massive piles of 
paperwork and we'll hand them to both both of you right so margaret has given one of the stacks of papers to riley and the other two to blake because you know you're a professor do your own heavy lifting little shit okay thank you margaret you're welcome shall we go miss riley With both his arms full of papers at this point. Uh, right, Blake uh, struggles the door, but does open it and then leads the way out. The temptation to make him trip and drop his papers. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make a fortune roll for the pair of you. Oh no. Yes, I know, I'm doing terrible things, don't mind me. Oh. Well, one for the pair of you and I'll do one for literally everyone else. Fair enough. Oh no! <laughs> I may have rolled three ones, so we have a mild case of clusterfuckery here. Here we go. This is really gonna hit you then, this episode. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we only hit the highest yet. <laughs> I mean, as you go to walk out the door, a group of about, like, there's a dozen in this group, but you can see a bunch of others in black bodysuits with, like, makeshift body armor, blades, guns, all attached. They have maroon accents on them and, like, on everyone's left shoulder is the sigil of like a pyre that you'd burn like a witch on. Ah! And well, you both, everyone kind of takes a little bit too long to notice as in a very smooth motion from your attackers, they throw grenades. And this entire, the front area, and you can hear it from the other buildings as well. There's like an echoing, but the whole place just goes. <laughs> now, because I rolled shittily for everyone, I will remind you what resistance is. You can make a resistance roll to push back against a consequence I give you. So. You are both... Resistance means that you can... If it's a consequence you don't like, you can take stress in return for reducing the consequence to a lower level. So in this case, you're both going to take level 3 harm. Buried under rubble. You can resist it to reduce it to level 2, which will just be broken ribs. Okay. But you will take some stress. Okay. Up, up to you. Oh shit, and it'll reset my healing clock as well. Yep. Because my healing clock had my ankle in progress. I thought, it'd be fine. Yep. 
This is fine. I got your fist. What, what's going to happen here? Blaze <sighs> is unforgiving. Well, I guess then it will be resistance roll. Yeah, so you both have plus one stress box. Like, you have an additional box of stress to use. So you should have ten, I think. Ten now, yeah. Available to you? Yeah. So. This is a prowess roll, I'm afraid, because this is physical strain or injury. Okay. So, Riley's happy. If you want to resist this, Riley, roll however many prowess die you have. Tell me what you get. Nice! Three on... No, sorry. Three on the low, six on the high. Uh, two dots. Okay, so you take zero stress and level two harm. Broken ribs. And any healing clocks you add in progress are broken. Okay. Blake. One die. Roll it. Um, Five. You take one stress. It could have been worse. Yep, you take a stress and level two harm. Broken ribs. There is kind of... It takes a moment for the ringing in both of your ears to kind of stop. As you hear, as every... Several of the archways and things, like, this is an old building. It's a university. Yeah. Crumbles. You can hear different people, like, moaning in pain. Others just kind of... You can hear the sounds of, like, rubble being shifted. And you both... Amusingly, thanks to the massive stacks of paper you were holding, there's kind of an air pocket for both of you that's been formed. So you kind of claw your way out of the rubble. Both bleeding heavily, both with bits of bone not where they should be. Your pre- Riley, yes, the sword is still on you. Okay. But you both kind of claw your way out, and I'm gonna say there are about seven of these black body-suited individuals. So I'm just gonna call the pyre just for life to be simpler. Okay. Part of the pyre. They're part. They're the pyre. Who are kind of stood surveying this. They're, like, covered in, like, dust from the rubble and things, but none of them are actually injured. Because this was a very sophisticated attack. Um, keep... see... Because I'm quite the stealthy individual, is there any chance I can see they're still there before I give away my position? If I, like, peek out? I'll say you are both still in a place where you are... Unless you stand up, you're not inherently noticeable yet. Because you were at the side of the reception desk rather than the front. Yeah, so keeping that in mind, I'll make sure Blake stays down and just whisper to him, they're still out there. Blake will call the back think, okay, I'm going to see if if anyone's died from this. At which point, I would like to attune to the uh, ghost field here if any if there's anyone who was alive before this happened and now is not 
I mean, there's an even easier way to tell. You didn't hear well, all, all of it during the explosion, but every time someone dies in the Salas, the bell rings. Oh, cool. Summon the Spirit Wardens. Oh, yeah, and cool. you can just hear the bell is just constantly going right now. Oh, fuck. It's just bong, 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 on and on. Not good. Okay. On a quiet day, there are about 300 people at this university. On a busy day, there's about a thousand. That is just for a busy day, isn't it? It's like mid-tier, so... There's gonna right. be several dozen dead, at least. We really are lucky, then. Um... Okay. Hearing that, that would... Um... I whispered back to Riley. How many of them are there that you can see? Do I... With a quick... Like a selfie peek, can I see how many are there? Study or survey. Survey. Study or survey, did you say? Yep, whichever one you want. Um... Uh, we're going for study, because i got one dot in study. Yeah. You can push yourself and take two stress, you can get someone to help you and they take one stress, and ask for double bargain, etc. I got a five on the dice. Okay, partial success. You can see seven of them in this room. You... I'll say for your complication... You do nudge a bit of rubble. And it does make some noise. But they're deaf, apparently, so... I can see about seven. That doesn't mean that's all of Okay. I'm gonna compel to go field, and I'm gonna try and get all the uh, spirits who are normally here, naturally, to basically scare them out of here so we can get out of here. Okay. So I need an attune roll first. Lovely. Is this a roll? Is this a thing I can assist in? Um, the stuff he's doing now, or uh, is this a bit out of my league with ghosts? A bit out of your league at the moment. Okay. Uh, a six and a four. Pick a six. Okay, you attune. You have eight ghosts' attention. Okay. How? What? In order to tell them what to do, command, consort, or sway. Um, it would probably be consort. Um, yeah. So, oh, Again, oh, I've just read yourself. I've just, help. I've just read the compel. I've just read the the last part of the compel bit because it doesn't apply to me. It applies to other people in the party. <laughs> Um, I'm not terrified by a ghost I summon or compel. My allies might be. Yep. Oh. I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I didn't notice that. I don't know if you applied to me. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to do a consort. Five. Okay. You are doing this from a very limited effect position. Mm-hmm. Because these people have clearly come in knowing exactly what this place is. So they're not easily spooked, I'm afraid. Okay. 
I will say... Limited effects. Very desperate position. Uh, I'll say you have about 30 seconds before their attention goes back on the survivors. But they're not running away. Okay. 30 seconds to distract them. I think. Alright. Ain't got long. Move now, Riley. Okay. Um, while I move along, probably very unlikely. But in this rubble, is there any grenades that haven't gone off? Oh my god, you... Oh, god. <laughs> Just an idea, if it comes to me. Oh, I can't argue that. Well, let's see. Five grenades were thrown. At least three of them had to go off in order for that level of explosion. So I will roll two fortune die for the grenades. That one's a fucking grenade. One of them didn't go off. The pin got stuck. And yes, it is in a potential route for you, but it will involve crawling into the open. Oh, we, we need the grenade. Can I help by trying to get a ghost to, like, pull, like, literally, like, I don't know how much corporeal a ghost can do in Osalus, but try and, like, remove weapons or just try and distract more. Okay, uh, Riley, make me a prowl roll, add an extra die. Blake, take one stress for assisting. Sure. Well, you might have just saved the day there, Willis. Six on one, two on the two lows. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> One of the ghosts kind of picks up a cloud of rubble and debris and just blocks the view of basically everyone who's looking. So Riley kind of Arby crawls across, swipes the grenade, and then like rolls back to the pile of rubble you're both in. Just like <laughs> just gently holding the grenade without the pin out. Okay. Yeah, Riley's holding the grenade's pin in with like her pinky. Okay, um, for fuck's sake, be careful with that. I do not want to have to be a tuna ghost field the other way round, okay? Let's hope we don't have to use this. Yeah, well, it's good. How are we going to get past them? Let's go through the rubble and see if we can find another way through. What, out the back door, you mean? At the other end. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Or maybe I can just push out a window again. My ankle's still recovering. Now is not the time to be cute, Pepper. Fucking go! Can we pack up one last time and the pen's coming out? <laughs> out of context. Oh, that's, that's an out of context joke for sure in the chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Rock. Blake shuts up. I'm starting sneaking my way through this rubble. Because obviously we don't really, we're not going to go out the way where there's seven of them. This isn't D and D. I'm not going to be able to roll a dice where it's like, oh, that must have been the wind. As two people run past. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's the wind. No. This isn't D and D. I won't get away with that. Oh. Well. I don't like me. 
Okay, Blake, if you're looking for another way out, give me study or survey. I will give a survey. Can't know university very well, please so I'll know where the exits are in here, as so I can probably find the nearest one. You're from a controlled position. Okay. Order free. Okay. Can I oh. can I push myself? Not after already having rolled it. Fair. Yeah, that's what I get. Once it's cannon, it's cannon, buddy. That's fine. You, the only exit that's not blocked by people or massive piles of rubble and several bits of dead body. Oof. Going by the massive pile of rubble that was, that had just narrowly missed both you and Riley, you have a feeling Margaret's dead. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. Kindly Margaret rolled a one and, and died. <laughs> She died instantly, if it's any solace to you. But, you know. This shit big. But the only one is the one that leads back to the quad, going towards all of your, like, your office and the vault and the library and things. That's the only other door available to you. Okay. Well, that's clearly the door we should go for. Um, do I, like... This is how morbid, I know, but do I sound? Do I find the body of Mark or anyone as I'm going through? You find bits, but you're not sure who they belong to. Okay, that is extremely disturbing. Um, yeah, a little bit. Because I was going to try and save Margaret, but um, yeah, I have to you... move on. There's too many spirits here to be able to isolate one. Yeah. Which you feel may have been part of their intention. DM. GM, yes. sorry. It's, uh, to backtrack slightly, when I got a view of them to see how many there were, were they wearing helmets or goggles or anything, or were their faces exposed? They all have kind of like the bandanas that are pulled up to their noses. Their eyes are exposed. Their eyes are exposed at the moment, yes. Okay, can I retroactively say that um, with just a, a flashback? Yeah, with a spare spare bag in me compartment, can I have grabbed some um, of the rubble, like the dust caused by the rubble, just like powder? Yeah. I can say you have that on you, that's fine. You can have that for free. That's not a stress-inducing thing. You're literally surrounded by it. Like it's handy, just like the grenade. Yes, in fact, you have a grenade. Probably would be leaping it with envy. <laughs> okay, uh, if you want to get... If you both want to get into the courtyard unseen, then I'm going to need a power roll from both of you. You can make this a group action, such that if one of you succeeds, you both succeed. But whoever's leading it that? will take stress for every failure. Um, I think that would be... Two points in it. Um, do you... I'm happy to... It's in Prowl, is it? 
Mm -hmm. uh, I would be throwing a disadvantage. I'm happy. Yeah. To, I'm happy to lead the group. I'm happy to be in the group, bro, because I've got a feeling I would lose otherwise. Are you okay? Take a stress, um, Riley. How many? It's one stress three? per failure, so. Could be two failures. Seven free, so I'm going to take the risk. Because zero stress okay. or death in this situation, so stress I mean, is yeah. better than death. <laughs> Appreciated, right? Okay, stress so I'm. Death. Okay, so. Well, it's not quite a six and a six on a disadvantage, but it's a six and a five on a disadvantage. Okay, neither of those are failures, so no stress to you, Riley. What did you roll? Uh, a five and a one. So we take the five. Because we can't take the six from Blake, because Blake is a disadvantage. Sad honk. Lasagna. He's dead. <laughs> okay, I am gonna say you both kind of crawl out and you do have to kind of tug your legs out from under a particularly stubborn rock that's kind of wedged itself there. Mm. It didn't break anything, but that's gonna be a hell of a bruise tomorrow. And you get your way into the quad and you kind of lurk behind you lurk behind some bushes like they were meant to be like cut topiaries in like spooky shapes but obviously looking around there is a lot of smoke billowing out of different parts of here there is a lot of collapsed bits of the buildings this is a this has been like a four-pronged attack there's definitely been planned in great detail and in front of you what I'm going to say for your complication is a group of five of these guys, five of the Pyre fully armed, with a group of several students, several of the academics, and several of like the general staff, all kneeling with their hands over their heads with weapons pointed at them. They are between you and the only other way out, which is into the building with the library and the archives. They are speaking if you wish to try and listen in on what they're saying. Uh, let's try and listen, yeah. You can't hear what the students and like your fellow faculty members and things are saying in response, Blake. Because mm -hmm. they're facing away from you and sound doesn't work like that. But you can hear the pyre who one of them's kind of stood further forward. You, His hair's kind of grey at the moment because of all the rubble and dust that's gone into it. And he has like a scar across his eye. But apart from the maroon accents on his clothing, that's the only other colour on him. He is just... He's like one hand holding a pistol against the head of one of your department. And another one just twirling a blade in his other hand. Kind of going, right. You fuckers, you spirit, you people who like to chat with the dead. We need access to the safe. We want into your big safe with all your spooky things. 
We want those artifacts. And for every minute that I'm not in that safe with the artifacts, I'm going to shoot one of these students. Do you understand that, Professor? It's kind of a shuddering response from one of them. And you see, like, one of them tilt their head up in defiance. But one of the... One of this guy's henchmen steps forward and just puts a bullet between the students. <laughs> and you feel the spirit leave the guy's body. Wait. I wasn't safe. Um, what is in the safe exactly, GM? Basically, anything, every arcane object that isn't on black market, anything that's grabbed by, like, the spirit wardens and the government and things first, is, tends to be brought here for further study and investigation. So there are dozens of arcane artifacts capable of summoning storms and demons and plagues. With the right amount of energy harnessed into them, you could cause an apocalypse with most, with like two of the objects in there at a time. Along with dozens of dangerous spirits of people who used to be serial killers, psychopaths, cannibals, and research into every dark portion of this world, including, including things like blood, blood magic, necromancy, the whole shebang. I mentioned that to Riley. Word for word. I thought you were... Sh I thought you were teachers, not a bunch of fucking psychopaths. I'm I'm a professor. I'm a teacher. The, but the university is all about research and everything. There's a simple division for all that stuff. Yeah, it just happens to be... Say, Captain McMurder. Um, right. Now is okay, not a fucking so... time, Riley! I've been witnessed one of my students killed! I put my hand over his mouth. You're far enough away that, and there's enough, you know, screaming and whimpering going on that you can have a conversation at a normal level. Right. Can't be too cautious, though. I mean, they can just... get their hands on that. I agree. And, and if they... they can probably track it down. That's why they're here. So. How about? Because let's be honest, we live here. I don't. I'd rather not see apocalypse in the streets. What if? Holds up the grenade. We put this in there, and blow it all up. In the vault. Just an idea. If you do that, you release every single serial killer. And. Murderer? You mean it just won't get destroyed? You you mean they get released anyway? It would. You'd break the bottles. The spirits would be released. That's what I'm saying. That's why the Until we figure out how to dispose of them properly, that's the best we got. Okay. I don't question your methods. Well, well, this is your expertise, so you better get an answer, because we're running out of time. Well, we can't let you any more students, for fuck's sake. At the end of the day, 
It's either those students or it's the entire fucking town. Shit is hard. I get it. Yeah, but, but sometimes you have to make these decisions. But either way, we've got either way, we can't get past there without alerting them, and they're all armed. I haven't got any weaponry like that on me. But you have got the sword. We've also got a gun and a grenade and a knife, so I mean we can we can work this out. We don't necessarily need to use the cursed sword to make ourselves exposed to targets. Yeah, but at the same time, if we're going with if, if we die, I'll get it anyway. Yes, but if we die, then the town's fucked in general. So realistically, we need to survive. So that's a. I seriously think the sword. The last I could is a last stand sort of situation. I could give it I could try giving Nirix a shout. She's a possessor ghost. She may be able to like possess one of them so to distract the others so we can get past safely. Or buy us some time at least. Well you're well you're the one with a bunch of dead friends, so have a chat with them. Okay, I try. And I don't mean and I don't mean the people in the college, that's in poor taste. I mean all the people we could talk to outside of everywhere. I, I knew what you meant, it's fine. I knew what you meant, it's fine. Welcome to Riley puts her foot in her mouth. The game. <laughs> <clears throat> I would like to uh, try and talk to Nyrix. A possessor ghost. This is your friends and rivals, isn't it? This is my, this, she's my best friend, yes. A little bit sad, but okay. It's a bit sad, yes it is. But if it's Riley being a bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, little bit, little bit. Okay. I mean, I mean okay. do, do, have I deserved it? Yes, but still. You may attune to the ghost field to take control of a living body. When your control is challenged, you must reattune. Okay. Okay, I need an attune roll from you. Like to be able to get in contact with Nerex. I'm in your way. Just an FYI as well, I have started an eight piece clock for when the spirit wardens will arrive. Okay, six and a four. Six and a four, take six. Nerex has kind of been watching this situation. Mm. You spend so much time here, and also there's so many different avenues of research going on that a lot of spirits tend to be drawn here anyway. And you just kind of get the tingle that she's kind of behind you. She's like, Yeah, Blake? You okay? I was going to ask you the same thing. I'm dead. Oh, I've just seen one of my students, or not one of my, one of the students executed for, yeah. Um, can you help buy us some time? I mean, kind of, I can try. It depends on what you want. Are you wanting to escape? Are you wanting to stop them? What, we, what well, we, we need to, we need to get out of here either way. And we can't let them near that vault. We just can't. Um, much as Roddy's plan, 
I wish I had merit. It, it is too dangerous to, to put the plan in action. Are you able to take possession of one of those? One of those. Okay. Well, I was going to, I was trying to think of a word that I can't say. But yeah. And if you can take control of one of those and distract the others enough um, so we can get them out of there, or at least enough so we can distract them, I mean, I'm going to look around the room quite quickly. Is there any damage to this room? I mean, this is the quad, so it's grass Sorry. mostly. Okay. Um, is there any damage to the floors above? Like above them, are they like all like along like one like a line sort of thing? What do you them? mean? This Can is an get... open outside space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In between four buildings. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm thinking like, is there like, there's like obviously walls all around sort of thing, upper floors obviously. Around. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like directly above you, and I'm no, like, no, no, that's no, no, the no. sky, Matthew. No, 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 no. So, so, I'm sorry for not being exact. I'm sorry. Fine. Um, can you get them? like try and corral them into one area and then Riley why don't you then use your grenade to bring it down on top of them we can get them out safely um slight flaw on that plan how close are the people towards the guards then there's not going to be enough space to pull that off then what we need to do is we need to have the explosion happen and get them out quick and get them out as quickly as possible. So I need to get them distracted enough so they go over somewhere quickly. So maybe you do realize the second I pull this, you do realize when I pull this pin, we'll have about two, three seconds. Two, three seconds, yes. So we need to be able to, need to act fast, is what it is. So in a it... Salus, it's about 10 seconds just because oh, they that... haven't, oh. well, they haven't quite pinned how well, like, how close together the reactionary agents are. Mm. Okay. It's why that when I did your fortune rolls and you rolled a one, you didn't notice until they were already, like, in place with a few seconds to go. Okay. What I need here, before I have Nerex do anything, before Riley yeets a grenade at people, I need, this is where we're going to do the engagement roll. Okay. I need to know, is your plan to escape, to defeat the attackers, or to try and get to the vault before them? We need to get to the vault before them. I don't think that's a, that, 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 that is a long-term plan. We've got to get to the vault before they do. Riley? The biggest problem with getting to the vault before them is what do we do with it once we get there? Because if we take the stuff that's in the vault, not only are we going to be a target to them, because they might be able to track us down using the magic or whatever it comes from it, but then you also have the question of whether we're a target by the college or what's left of it anyway. Thinking maybe, I'm thinking maybe throw an arcane lock on it. For your information, like the the safe itself has a type of arcane lock on it where it requires three different staff members in order to open it. Yeah. Everyone inherently gets given a third of the code through a 
If you ever looked at Blake's hands, you'll notice he has like a ghost contract on his wrist. Just in in the shape of a quill. And it's when you agree to a posi an admin position here as a professor or higher, you are imbued with part of the code for this. So they need several of the staff members alive in order to do this. Blake has part of the code, so... So, is it... Is there more than three of us who have the code? Yeah. Every member of staff is given all the code, but it's... You don't know it. Oh. It's sub. It's subconscious. Yeah. It's like right. you have a character so limit on <laughs> Yeah. So we need to decide on how we're going about this, whether... We're taking what's in there, killing the captors, or just trying to get away. But I feel like just getting away is a bad idea. Yeah, and bad especially they a bad got, idea. Especially if they got enough of you goddamn professors alive. With this information, it's not great. Mm. I agree. I need to basically I need to know if this is an assault or if this is a stealth. I mean, I feel like this should be a stealth in a I sense agree. because there, we are very much out armed and out manned, really, aren't we? Yeah, we we haven't got Crowley, we haven't got Mariella. Um, Riley can handle herself in a fight, but this is me we're talking about here. There's too many of them for yeah. if four yeah. of us were here. There's too many people, so we need to make. I think we need to stealth this. Okay. I agree. So, stealth. One die for luck, obviously. Yeah. Is this bold or dangerous? Yes. Yes, yes. This is a life and death situation here. Yes. Can, does it expose a vulnerability? No. But they don't have any defenses or preparations, so also no. Can friends or contacts provide aid? Mm. Any other elements you want to consider? Let's see. I'll give you the third one for an element that you're not aware of, but I am aware of. Woogie woogie. Thank God for that third one, because there's a one, a two, and a six. Yeah. Oof. So, I'm going to say from your from your position, as it were, Nexus can possess one of them and allow you about a minute to get across and through the door unseen. That is going to I think that's probably be the best we're going to get. Yeah, and with a six, it means you get through unseen and she can disconnect from the guy without getting banished to the ghost field. Because they all have ectoplasmic ammo. Oof, they came prepared. Yeah, so if they had, if we'd rolled a four or a five, your friend would be dead. Again. Consequences. That's okay, because we rolled a six. That's fine. We rolled a six, so she's fine, and you will be able to talk to her in the future. Okay. So, you are in. You're back in the back room. You are currently in the front area of the library. Okay.
you have left five of those fuckers in the quad. Seven of them in the front room. So that's twelve of them thus far. Considering there was four pronged attacks, you're assuming at max there's about 50 of them. So, you're looking between 20 and 50 opponents here. Okay, well even at 20 that's too many to handle. Blake, you know that the safe that this is kept in is up one floor, but in the far back of the library, past the restricted section. Okay. I whispered that to Riley because I don't want to shout it, obviously. Hey, Riley! We, uh, we should probably get going there as soon as possible. We? How big is this fold, by the way? How big is the boat, Jim? Uh, it's about the size of... Like, inside the vault itself, it's about the size of your business. Right, sure, okay. Okay, My so idea doesn't work, then. What would your idea? The door to it is a simple door, but the actual vault contents itself is about the size of your business. What was your idea, Alex? I was going to say take the vault with us, assuming it was... Take the safe with us, assuming it was just like a um, holdy safe. But if it's the size of a building, then it's obviously we can't really pick it up. Remember, at this point, you can call a flashback at any point. If there's yeah. something you should have thought of earlier, you can ask for a devil's bargain. You can push yourself and you can help each other. Also, going into this, because we're going with what you had when you started, I'm going to say you both have medium load. That sounds fair. Riley, one of your load, your concealed item is the sword. And one of your items of load was a bunch of rubble that you're going to throw at people's faces. Oh, I've got one item. Yep, you've got one of your load already used. One of them, okay. Right. I, hmm, idea. Yes. What's the most dangerous thing in there? Uh, that would be insert. <laughs> uh, we'll call this a one stress flashback. Like, okay, this this will go back to like your induction day. Okay. As a professor. You remember, like, you got shown how to access it. It involves... It's kind of... You, three different people have to attune to the door itself. And you, when you speak, you instinctually say you're part of the password. Like, that's the process, and you got shown in, and there's all these... There's a lot of filing cabinets because there's so much ancient manuscripts and mm. history and textbooks and things that are too spicy for the common reader slash contain like summoning rituals. Yeah. If people accidentally say out loud, you'll start summoning Satan. So, you know. We don't want that. 
one of the most dangerous items in there that won't kill the user when you use it. Because there are several in there that will just kill the person who uses it. Hmm. Is a... It's kind of... It's like a snow globe. It looks like one of those snow globes that you see at a fair. But it's, instead of like shaking it and you get white powder, if you shake it, there's kind of a curling black smoke. And there's, when you kind of squint at it, there's definitely a hand in there and you're not sure how, because it's like a tiny baby hand. And the rumors around it is that this is condensed spirits such that it's every, it's every child that suffered under a cruel parent. It's every orphan that suffered the cruelty of the system. It's all oh. that anger and all that hate from children who have suffered for no good reason. Condensed okay. into one malevolent spirit. Oof. Okay. Okay. Blake sort of closes his eyes, remembers it, comes back and says, Mm, well, sort of like a snow globe full of every single angry orphan spirit that's ever died in Asalus. Ever. Ever, ever. Child endangerment snow globe. Yeah. What if we take the most... Bye. What happens if we take the most like dangerous items from there so they're only left with... A couple things that can summon spirits and shit. Right. Rather than Riley, being able right. to cause a plague on the city. Riley, I, I do admire you you thinking like that. And I do admire that. Thing is, is that even if I mean that was about that was the most dangerous thing in there that will that will be used without killing the user. I'm pretty sure the pyre wouldn't care if one of their own died for the cause, as it were. Because after all, remember Trent on the train? He was happy dying for for Argas. What if he if he had to do that? What's the, what's the whole fucking cult gonna do? I'm assuming we do this while walking. We can't let them in. It's that simple. There's too much stuff in there. We even if we got everything we carry out there, but still be something left behind that that would cause irreparable damage to Asalus. Right. Um, I'm not sure, Riley. But we need to stop them getting in, in general. Well, I mean, this is your expertise, so it's kind of your... Yeah, I know. You've got to think of something. Well, short of killing all the teachers so they can't get in, I don't know what you want me to do. And no, that's not a plan. Riley, no! (laughs) But if we could change the password... So the parcels don't work. What about if we do we you have it written on you have the passwords written on your arms, correct? In a way, yes. It's not quite as straightforward as that though. Right, so it can just be a case of picking up teacher's arms who, you know, went kaboom. We have to say bang. We have to say bang. Unfortunately, hmm. 
GM, you mentioned that when any teacher comes to this, or professor comes to this school, they get the contract put into them sort of thing, so they know the password, yeah? Mm-hmm. That includes ones that have died in the past. Yes. So technically I could summon some professor ghosts to help me change the password. Yeah, you could. Making a note, Matt had an idea which actually gave Caitlin a smile. I'm not sure if that's that's pride or if that's like, fuck. They're both actually. Okay, because they trained the passcode, won't matter who's here. Only person who knows the passcode is me. Oof. Okay. We got the grenade for backup. Okay. Distraction. We've okay. got the grenade for backup. <laughs> well, it is not too fair. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, once we are near the door, um, I will attune to the ghost field and uh, and summon as and summon as many spirits as I can from fat professor ghosts. Okay. Oh. This is gonna take some few rolls, I'm sure. Okay. Um. Let me check something. Okay. I'm going to call this... This is a ballsy thing. You aren't kidding. Because you are summoning... You're essentially trying to summon any spirits that could be tangentially related to this, whether they died in the explosion or died in the past in order to do this, and you need to maintain a level of control over them in order to access this lock. I can compel one of them, but I can't compel them all. You can... I'm gonna say... I'm gonna offer you a devil's bargain. I'll hear it. Yeah, you never have to accept them. I'll let you compel the relevant ones. But... Any any additional one you gain when you attune to this won't what's the easiest way to phrase this? You're going to take two stress per additional ghost that you roll for. Okay. When That's you it. If you hit 10 stress, that's trauma. It's not that you're out of the game. It's an additional mechanic. Okay. So Blake won't die. Riley, an FYI, you've kind of reached the upper floor. There's not really anyone in the library, but you can hear two people kind of muttering to each other through this doorway. Where Blake says the locked vault is. Sword. Maybe. Did I prepare sword. the sword just in case? Yeah, you can pull out a sword. You now have a big spooky red sword. You also have loads, so you can pull out weapons and items and shit to and just say you had it all along and I'll be like, alright, go off. This is true, but cursed sword. 
Um, you have shiny sword. I'm with Riley at the moment still, aren't I? We're by the side by side. I'm actually going to, uh, because I've been around this lot for so long, and I'm, I've now become, well, I'm basically, I'm in the drug smuggling ring and this, that, and the other. E protection. I put a pistol out. Yep. Mark it off your load. It never hurts to be ready at this point. Okay, what is your plan? Are you going? Are you both going to go in and just lunge at one one person each? Can we, can we see who it is first. We see who it is first. Yes. If it's no one to worry about, then it's fine. Whichever one of you is peering through the door, give me study or survey. Up to uh, you. I would I would recommend Riley being the sneaky one. Uh, how many points in study or survey do you have, Willis? Uh, I have two in survey. Um, you might be the better one to survey then. Okay, I'm just... them back. Okay, a one of one and a one. Oh. As a critical failure. I did say Riley. <laughs> yeah, but it's not about stealth, it's being about being able to use your fucking eyes. Okay, um... Blake kind of leans forward and kind of signals that there are two people in the room. One on the left, one on the right. And they're both armed. Unfortunately, he keeps leaning forward and kind of the door swings open. Exposing both of you. And I need a skirmish or a wreck roll from both of you now. You can push um, yourself, you can ask for a Devil's Bargain, you can help, etc. Um, can I ask for a Devil's Bargain first, please? Uh, Devil's Bargain, you can shoot this guy. Point, like, point blank in the head, but it will... Mm, I'll say he does get a shot off, but you don't know where that's going to land. Okay. Riley, what do you want? No devil bargain, cut the other guy in half with the sword. If that uh, if that's how Devil's bargain for you. You will cut this guy in half, but it is going to have an impact on the sword that you don't know about yet. That's a problem for later, Russ. <laughs> okay. So roll just to see how messy it is, please. Uh, what, just a single d6? Do you have any points in skirmish or wreck? No, I do not. Okay, roll at disadvantage then. Come on. That's not the end of the world. Two fours. Okay, so it does take two swings to cut this guy in half. Because you do, the blade does kind of get stuck on his spine. Great. And it kind of judders, and then you have to pull out and go again. But you do kill him, and there's kind of... The blade almost glows, of like that deep blood red. And you just kind of see the blood from the guy's body get sucked into the blade. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> That's a problem. Cheekiness. Can I, can I be cheeky and ask if we can fill in a bit of our clock on the investigation of the sword with that? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck right off, Matthew. 
Riley is very blood hungry. Again, when, uh, when again, that happens. again, you don't ask, you don't get. It's not downtime, piss off. <laughs> like, if you don't want to take that thing, you can still push yourself for stress. You can just roll the skirmish or rec roll and hope for the best and then resist the outcome if shit goes bad. I will roll the extra die. So you're going to push take, yourself and take I'm an extra push, die? Yes, yeah, so put yourself to take Plus one two stress. stress. Two stress, five stress. Okay. How many die do you have in skirmish or rec? None. Okay, so roll one die. <laughs> so to go if you get like a one or two. Six. There we go. It was worth the stress. It was worth the stress. So you kind of dive in. You're all mildly startled by Riley's sword that is like... Mm. And you're like, huh, that's horrifying. But clearly all this time around Crowley especially has paid off because in a very military like efficiency, you pull out the gun, pull, cock back the hammer and blast this guy in the face. Right between the eyes. And the two people drop dead. And you're both kind of there like... <laughs> How much noise was that? Well, there's a lot of noise around here. There's a lot of gunshots and things mm. going on. So, you do hear the bell go again. Twice so, or once? Uh, twice, so I'm going to... So we are up to six of eight before the Spirit Wardens arrive. Yeah, I'll say to um Blake, right, do your oogity-boogity ghost thing, and I will stand at this door, ready to throw a fucking grenade in the direction if they come through. Riley, block the door. With it, find some find some bookshelves. Block the door, and this time, do not let it open, no matter how much they bang on it. Okay. Can't answer the grenade. It'll be fine. There is a window in this room for you to try and jump out of later. Okay, no, dude, okay. We're gonna need that, probably. Um, I'll spend me action to try and block up this door as, with as much shit as I can. Because as you said, there's a lot of noise and gunshots at the moment, so... Yep. That should make up... That should help with the noise of moving heavy furniture. Yeah, so I'm just gonna let you do that, really, because you've got a substantial amount of time for this. Blake, you want to do oogity boogity, open the door, change the password, factory default, lol. Yeah. Restore factory settings. Cool. Change your uh, password to password. Yeah. I swear to god if you change it to password 123 I will slap <gasps> That's my plan! <laughs> Quiet cyber screaming. Okay, I need first of all, attune to the ghost field, please. I guess this is you accepting the previous devil's bargain, yes? Yes. Okay. Six and a four. Eight for six. You connect flawlessly. Riley, please roll me a d6. Five. Okay. You only needed two. How much stress are you at, Blake? Five. 
Well, two stress per ghost, so that's 11. So you are traumatized now. 11 stress, okay. So, so how trauma works in this, these are permanent. You can have up to four. You can have up to four trauma like conditions mm -hmm. before your character has to literally give up. Okay. But so you are going to gain a new personality quirk. Okay. So, out of this list, it's kind of up to you which one you'd like. This will come into effect once the score ends. So, you can have cold. You're not moved by emotional appeal or social bonds. Mm -hmm. Haunted. You are often lost in reverie, reliving past horrors. Obsessed. You are focused on one thing, a person or an ideology. Paranoid. It's paranoid. Reckless, no regard for your safety or best interests. Soft, you become sentimental, passive and gentle. Unstable, you are volatile, you can rage or fall into despair, freeze up or act impulsively. Or vicious, you seek opportunities to hurt people. You can act on this trauma condition as much or as little as you want. You get XP for acting on it. So a bit like Mariella training, or a bit like Crowley doing anything that requires him to hunt things. That's what get, will give you additional XP. How many options were there? There are... Eight. Well then. When oh, in doubt, no. when in doubt, the other dice, I guess. The eight's out. Second option you gave me. Haunted. You are lost in reverie. Reliving past horrors or seeing things. Am I right for for whisper? Congrats! Blake has PTS. <laughs> to be fair, I have this with my university destroyed. Yeah, so it's worth in future just like in a spare time in future, just go read about trauma in the book. This will kick it, it will Yeah, so it will when you come back. Essentially, you're going to change the password and then you are going, you're essentially going to black out. Okay. And you will have zero stress <clears throat> when you come back and your vice will have been satisfied, but okay. you are now traumatized. So, uh, awkward. Okay. But save, but save the size and process. Yep. So... Essentially, Blake, you focus and you kind of sense the additional spirits and you can kind of, you can hear them. It's one of them is Perkins. Oh who, no. When, when you glance across, you can see that there's a bloody gash on his face and his arms hanging loose. He clearly got struck by a bit of rubble, like his head partly caved in. You can see another one of the cleaning staff over your right shoulder who used to sneak you extra sugar for your tea. So was rations. 
and you can see one of your fellow professors, actually. But one who just made the professor role, whose induction was next week. Oof. Just passed all the tests and all the forms and had had his papers approved, but he full on got there's a bit of like there's a bit of rebar sticking out of his stomach. Fuck. Yeah. You evil, 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 evil being. Yep. They're there, and you can just kind of hear them whispering and whimpering, and you can feel it building up in the back of your head of something's going to snap, but it can't right now. And you focus on the two who've appeared in front of you. One of which is... Let me think. One of which you don't really recognize. They're definitely older. Like, they seem to have been... They're definitely before your tenure, at least. Yeah. Because, you know... Not everything is... Perfect, but... They're kind of an el a slightly older lady who looks like she passed in her late 50s. Yeah. High ranking, definitely. And then there's a fairly young... Young man kind of lurking there. Very nervous. You think he's... He's the one who recently moved into the office next to yours. He, like, moved in during... Like, whilst all this crime stuff has been going on, so you haven't had a chance to really talk to him yet, but... You know his... You know he was called Professor Stevens, but you never knew his first name. Yeah, you've got Professor Stevens and Professor Carmichael. Okay. And they both kind of look at you quizzically. Gentlemen, thank you for hearing the call. I, I need your help. We need to change the password on the on the on the vault. People wish to enter it, and they cannot do so if no one in here knows the code. Please help me. The older woman kind of looks at you and is like, hmm, clever boy. Kind of floats over to the door and puts a hand on it and focuses. And you see, like, in the spirit plane, you can kind of see that there are three parts to this mechanism behind yeah. the door that's just kind of glowing ethereally and you can see the first part with some cogs and things start turning the other guy kind of Stevens kind of looks at you and is like hmm. oops try not to die sir floats over and puts his hand on it a bit with a bunch of kind of cables actually starts to glow and there's just one bit at the bottom where you you should be. I, as I walk across to uh, to touch my part of the lock, I say to them both, "You two, after this is done, hide yourselves away. 
as best you can so no one can can attune or compel you or if you want to come with me I get that too but I'm not going to make you do that alright and you kind of put your hand on it and the final bits just kind of ka-chunk ka-chunk and a, a it, this is like a type of spirit arcane lock where two creepy little children holding hands like the twins from the fucking shining oh fucking hell I, I'm of, out I'm out <laughs> <laughs> kind of open they kind of open the door and they're like yes um this is our password you don't understand what it is you're saying it's very much like even when you're saying it the the contract you've agreed into blurs it such that they can't make you say it and then repeat it back to them mm. password accepted would you like to access the vault exit change password change change profile picture change password and also make uh, make spirit appear even more demonic changing profile picture the children are now bleeding from the eyes lovely and Perfect. have no teeth wonderful anyone trying to get in now will be fully traumatized wonderful okay changing change password absolutely Please enter new password. Password entered. <laughs> I hate you. For the benefit of the tape, I just got <laughs> sent the message, postcode lottery. That's, That's the like password. I can get that. <laughs> Not yet. Password accepted. Have a nice day. And the creepy children disappear, and the door kind of ka-chunk shut again. And Riley, you watch as Blake's eyes roll into the back of his head, and he falls unconscious. For fuck's sake. You do hear, like, creepy little children's voices going, Password changed. So you know he succeeded, but it's clearly taken a toll on him. Alright. Um, oh... I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but I'll conceal the sword again. Yep. And... <clears throat> I've got... I'm pretty sure I've got rope. You can um, take can that I, on yeah, the load, that's gear. fine. Yeah. I'm poking my head out the window. Is there many guards around? Like, py these pyro people? Out this window? No, this window goes out the back, which is towards kind of a... It's kind of towards one of the graveyards. And as much as there is like a hole in where they've blown away in, I guess the pyre didn't want to stick around that creepy graveyard next to a fucking spirit occult university. So there's no one actively looking for people. There's a few looking for people coming in, but not for people going out. Okay. Um, 
can I, when me climbing gear, can I tie a right ramp from the ladder out the window? Yeah, I give me finesse, I guess. Body. Finesse or tinker. <laughs> My poor ankles. But I've got three. I've got three dots in finesse, so we we gotta go finesse. Uh, six. You tie a perfect sailor's knot, like harness around him, and just kind of lower him out the window. <laughs> He's now lying on top of like one of the graves. It's a bit morbid. Uh, then, lastly, I'll... Oh, because then I'm going to leave the rope here and it's going to be obvious someone's been in here. But it might be one of the pirate people. Can I... I'll, I'll, I'll tie one of the same knot round Suffolk in here and can I lower myself out the window? Yep. Uh, I guess give me another finesse just to not hurl yourself onto something spiky. Two sixes. Oh no, sorry, six and a five. You, like, moonwalk down the wall. <laughs> Just Mission that. Impossible theme playing. You're fine. Ooh. Oh, do I really want to do that? Um... <laughs> Brilliant idea. Are you going to throw the can grenade back... through the window? No, can I backtrack slightly? I'm going to keep flashback? the grenade at this rate. Yeah, flashback. Can I? Um, keep it one of the pieces of paper. Can I stick a, a note to the vault saying out of service? <laughs> yeah, you can have that for free. That's the... <laughs> okay. And I guess I'm dragging Blake Blake's fat ass out of, out of here. <laughs> fat ass. Yeah, I'm gonna say you can have that. That's fine. That's a surface. It's just a weird. It's just a weird camera thing of an unconscious but still twitching every so often. Blake, who's definitely not traumatized now. What? Being dragged by Riley, who looks like several of her bones are in wrong places, and is very fed up with this current situation. I am going to, because of how this went. I will roll to see, like, the after-effects of this, because, oh boy. I can't wait for them to go in there and just see Out of Service on the floor. Out of Service! Because I was gonna, I was, uh, my original idea was to carve with a knife cursed into the vault door, but I think Out of Service is just gonna slow them down Funny, more, yeah. they'll just be straight up confused. I'm always confused. Right. Hey, you didn't get any money for that, but you will get some reputation, which is good. Let's see. Heat! Let's see which one this comes under, huh? Smooth and quiet, low exposure. Contained, standard exposure. Loud and chaotic. Or wild and devastating. But we didn't know it was us in... Exactly, did they? I'm going to say this can be contained, so you're going to get plus two heat. But you are going to get another heat for a high profile target because this is your university. Yeah. 
and another two heat because killing was involved. Both from you guys and from them. It, as long as there's bodies, heat gets given to you. Yeah. So, that is plus five heat. So, so you guys are actually on your first wanted level. Hello. Yep. Which does put your heat back down to zero. Okay, that's good. But you know, this is spicy now. So I have one star. Yep, you have one chase. star. Which does mean I need to roll entanglements. Oh no. Sorry guys. This is new. But this is not our this is not our doing, this is entirely what GM is doing. Right, entanglements. Du, 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 du. After each score, roll dice to find out which entanglement comes calling. So, with heat 0 to 3, with a wanted level of 1, this one. So, so, gang trouble or the usual suspects is what I have rolled. So, one of your... The blue coats have grabbed a couple of your strippers. They say they're taking them in on charges of solicitation, but it's more because they know roughly where you operate from and are suspicious. So, I am going... You can either have me roll a fortune roll to see how well they resist questioning, or you can pay a coin from the gang's vault to pay off the blue coats and they leave you alone. Up mm. to you. Well, I... We've got to try this now, haven't we? We can't discuss this with the others. Okay. Well, I don't really want... Um... We really don't want any of our favourites, you know, Amber and, and the others being pulled in, do we? How much coin do we have? Hmm. The gang has three in the vaults currently. How much would it cost to pay off the blue coats? Because obviously, one. I hate to throw myself into a ditch, but obviously, I am an enemy with one of the blue coats, aren't I? Yes, you are. For context, the fortune roll is if they roll a failure, the gang takes heat. If they roll a success, if they roll a partial success, they take harm, but don't give any information. If they roll a critical success, they're fine. I didn't want to load it up to the dice. But what do you want to do, Matt? I will, t I will, I will, I will follow your lead here, Alex. That way, it's your fault. Yep, that way, the fuck's up. Act is fault for using it. Okay. Well, they grab Captain Halfmast. No! <laughs> on his way to ship. No! And I am going to roll hey, a fortune roll. If it's no, if it's before seventh bell, he's captain and shakes the booty, so it's fine. This is at seventh bell. Oh no! They get oh, him no. as he's he steps outside for a smoke as he gets changed, gets nabbed. It's fine. We it's fine. We can still get his brother, Mister Solid Oak, oh, as okay. a replacement. Fortune as a four, so he take 
Captain Halfmass is going to have to take a brief leave of absence because they broke his arm. But they broke his peg leg. Oh no, they realized he had a peg leg and decided to break one of his arms instead. Aww. But he doesn't give anything away. You want me to promote him later. That is your entanglement for this, and that is where we will end this with poor Captain Halfmass now having half his fucking limbs not working. Oh no. Welcome to the big leagues, guys. You have a wanted level, you have severe injuries, and you have a new group of people after you for some reason, and you're not entirely sure why. Smiley face. How you felt, surely. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description, and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't.